My name's Buffalo Bill and you're listening to The Bike Show on Resonance FM. Listening to The Bike Show on Resonance 104.4 FM and a very happy new year to everyone listening to The Bike Show, either on the FM dial on Resonance or via the podcast edition, which is available via iTunes and other podcasting media. And this being the first bike show of the year, we're going to be looking at New Year's resolutions, the kind of things that people think that they're going to do differently just because the year has turned from one year to the next. And we're also going to be looking at how to get people on bikes for the first time. If you know somebody who has set their New Year's resolution to become a part of the bicycling revolution. Well, with me in the studio to talk bicycling resolutions is Amy Cooper, London cyclist and undercover bicycle advocate. Welcome to the bike show, Amy. Hello, Jack. Did you have a good cycling Christmas and New Year's break? I did, although I had to leave my bicycle in town, so I'm very pleased to be back on it. I couldn't take it away with me. I was in the countryside for a lot of the Christmas period. Well, you should have taken it with you. What was, what was all that about? It's very big. I do sometimes squeeze it on well, the, the countryside of your bike. <laughs> My bike. I do sometimes squeeze it on um, the overland. Uh, I live in Dalston and I sometimes squeeze it on the overland, but it meets with quite... Uh, it, well, sometimes people are very helpful, but I do feel like I'm a little bit in the way. Mm. Well, I went on a kind of epic winter solstice bike ride for a couple of days from Bradford-on-Avon down to Exeter, um, kind of experiment in fixed wheel touring 
um, which has actually got a lot to recommend it. I mean, I know about the fixed gear, fixed wheel thing is a little bit excessive um, in, in cities, but actually when you get out into the countryside, um, it makes a lot of sense. Because, really? Because um, you... You, cut, you you have to walk up most of the hills if they're really steep. <laughs> and I was down I was down in Somerset and headed over the Blackdown Hills and that was pretty steep, quite icy, bit of snow up on the top. But you know when you're walking up um, because you can't pedal because it's too too hard, you know you're taking it easy, to, looking around, it's pretty pretty nice. Yeah, that was about my lot of cycling, except for a quite memorable early morning bike ride to the vet with three cats on the back of my bike <laughs> and, oh. and this this if you've been listening to the bike show um, earlier in this season you'll know that I have recently acquired an old molten bicycle which is like the 1960s kind of weird small weird wheeled bicycle with full suspension and one of the interesting things about a molten is that you can easily accommodate three cats on the back in a basket <laughs> why were they there what, well what? they had to go they had to go down to get their injections and inoculations at the vet. Um, and I have this kind of igloo-shaped cat basket and um, stuffed the cats in there. Well, it's two full-sized cats and a kitten, really, so there's not three full-sized cats. But I'm sure three full-sized cats could have could have fitted in. And then, yeah, yeah, just go off, and, and, and they, they seem quite happy. So do you it. think you're going to be taking your cats out on the bike on a more regular basis? <laughs> I don't know. I, well, I don't, well, I don't know. I don't want to get the animal cruelty folk um, onto my case. <laughs> but, but, you know, amazing things can be done with bikes, such as carrying three cats um, along the road to Bermondsey. And it's to Bermondsey that we now turn um, because just before Christmas, perhaps the biggest Christmas present um, to cycling in the UK uh, was given courtesy of the National Lottery. It was Sustrans who won uh, £50 million from the lottery uh, in aid of their Connect2 projects, which is a whole bunch of different projects across the UK um, that will allow people to uh, ride their bikes and walk to the places that they want to go to, basically. They're often, they're often really small little projects that but are critically important in making transportation links from where people live to where people they need, need to go. Uh, there are four projects in the central London area, um, in Paddington, Bethnal Green, Islington, and, as I just mentioned, Bermondsey. And I went down to South Bermondsey on a frosty morning just before Christmas to meet with Barry Mason, of Southwark cyclists down at the site of a disused railway bridge which is soon to become a walkway and cycle path courtesy of this lottery money that's just been awarded and I started by asking Barry why he had supported the project. This path through will hugely civilise the area because it's dominated by pretty big traffic roads. This Rotherhide New Road that you can probably hear underneath us is busy 24-7. Um, this will be a lovely sort of elevated walkway, literally an old railway line that cuts through the area that hardly anybody it's, it's knows It's good for walking pedestrians as well as for cyclists. Yeah, I mean, there's several schools in the area as well. It'll make really good walking and cycling routes to those schools. Um, and by coincidence, two of them are, are, are being major... major uh, subject to major investments at the moment and both schools are being doubled in size and so this will really help school kids in the area as well as well as local people just walking around and, and using it as a leisure route this feeds right through to South Bermondsey station really good shortcut for all these people that live right here um, then it goes on to Millwall football ground so visiting supporters will use this walk to walk to Millwall football ground 
and then the line will join up north-south with the new East London line and the new Surrey Canal station. East London line has just closed down for a few years. Um, so it will join into that huge network of paths and then go on to Lewisham, down the Surrey Canal Road, um, Lewisham, Greenwich, Thames Path and north through to Southwark Park and the Thames Path as well and west through to Burgess Park and all the way through to Battersea as well on those new routes. So lots of new routes will be stitched in as part of this project. We're sort of standing on this sort of platform, it's hard to describe, um, on the frosty grass up here and you've got really good views in all directions really um, as the sun sort of pokes up um, and I think this is a lovely little tiny pocket park in its own right. Um, it'll really do a lot for these housing. I was talking to some valuers from Southwark Council. If you're into property values, I'm not really, but he said that it'll put £10,000 on the value of all these flats straight away as soon as this is opened. And that's six million quid um, on these flats for an investment of 600000 So if you're into gearing and regeneration, it's a really concrete example of how um, a spin-off of better cycling and walking routes lifts property values and helps regenerate areas too. And when does the work begin and when will it be ready? Well, that's the thing. We've only just done, we've only just won the money. Um, although we've been bashing on and we're delighted, um, Southwark Council have only just picked the project up. As soon as they realised it was one of the four finalists, they suddenly got interested at last after about six or seven years. Um, so they're now running the show, which is good because it means it'll actually happen. It's in their programme now. And we've just heard that Railtrack have given the land, all of this land, they've just given it to Southwark Council for a peppercorn, I think, um, for, for nothing. Um, because it's just a liability for them. They're pleased to get rid of it, I guess. Um, we're hoping, um, we're hoping that work should start towards the end of next year. Um, I certainly want it open by the end of 2009. So you'll be here for the opening ceremony, well, maybe very, do a bit of ribbon cutting. Very much so. Not much work needs to get to be done to get the bridge open. It's the longer bits of the footpath that take ages. But I really want this bridge to get open as soon as possible. And we'll worry about the other bits later on. And they can just add on organically later as we can get around to it or as a council does it. Well, congratulations, Barry. Southwark Cyclists as ever at the uh, front of things in, in London and congratulations on getting this uh, award from the National Lottery. It's a lovely Christmas present it's a lo and we've put a lot of work into this and we're here and we've done it and I'm really chuffed. That was Barry Mason and as well as the Bermondsey site I'm going to hopefully get round to the other three sites in central London those at Paddington, Bethnal Green and Islington and so it's really good news that those projects are going to be going ahead and we'll be watching them with interest. Um, but back to the resolutions. Amy, your cycling resolutions. Well, it's, it's interesting because um, the sustenance thing sort of leads me to my resolution, which is to get a bike that can take me out of town without me losing my kneecaps. Um, my current bike is really heavy. It's very much for tootling around town. And I think I'd lose my kneecaps if I headed out any distance. OK, so have you got a particular bike in mind? No, I need, I need to sort of get... I need someone to give me some recommendations. Something light, something a little bit more speedy would be nice. Um, well, you know, it's not the bike, it's the rider, is what they say. Well... well it's at least what Lance Armstrong says. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah. I love my bike, but I think it can't come out of town with me. So that's my, my first resolution. And my second resolution goes back to my lovely old bike, which is to give it maybe a little bit more love. A little bit more love, care and attention. Well, yeah, peace and love was it was in the air when I sent out an email to um, all the friends of the bike show, anyone who's been on the show before or who we've corresponded with over the past uh, few years that the bike show's been on air, and um, was overwhelmed by the response um, of of the uh, friends of the bike show with lots of different New Year's resolutions. And uh, yeah, I'm going to start with the peace and love section um, and uh, kick it off with Jason Cobb, 
who is the man known as Mr. Onion Bag Blog, which is my favourite blog out of the many uh, kind of Londonist blogs. Um, he has a very uh, special, nuanced angle, um, especially for a kind of South Londoner. And, and, and as I live just about South London myself in Waterloo, actually considered to be the left bank of the Thames rather than South London proper. But anyway, <laughs> Jason says, um, I resolve to remain calm whenever I'm cut up. If I get the opportunity, then I will try to have a polite word with any infringing motorist and try to educate them about sharing road space. And this is actually kind of in an identical resolution to that of Mark Cox, who wrote from Cambridge, I've resolved to try and find some kind of peace with other road users as the hate was really eating me up. Mark says, I know I won't change many attitudes, if any at all, but instead of winding myself up into a volatile ball of vengeful anger, which won't do anybody any good, I now chase down offenders and very politely explain what they did wrong and indeed, if I was in the wrong, apologise for my bad road skills. Uh, the commute through Cambridge is nowhere near as hazardous as London, but incidents are frequent. So far, I've had a pretty good response, which has certainly helped me get over a few psychological issues following a, a bike accident I had. It was difficult for him to get his confidence back, he says. So that's, uh, that's kind of preaching a message of peace and love. Uh, Graham Fife who, having turned the airwaves blue when he came on the bike show last month um, on our book special, is a little bit less conciliatory than Jason and Mark. Uh, Graham says, I resolve to distill my fear and hatred of the motorists who drive past us so violently at a pedal's width into a pure laser of prophylactic will, an adamant shield of lofty disdain, a silent oath-free contempt for the entire brute white van 4x4 taxi cab idiot species. Uh, Graham is also planning, in case you're interested, to drink more green tea in 2008. Well, keep up the antioxidants, Graham. So peace and love, Amy? Peace and love. Do I feel moved by it? Do you, do, you, do, you, do you feel the love on the roads of London or are you a kind of in a bit of a conflict zone? Actually, I always wave. I've got this sort of comedy signalling wave that I use to try and um, make people laugh at my ridiculousness uh, as I cycle around the streets. I think humour is the best approach. It's true. I know. I've, I've noticed this thing, and this is kind of my New Year's resolution, really, is to, to smile a lot more on the bicycle. And particularly, I've noticed that these kind of urban hipster types on their fixed-wheel bicycles, um, there's a kind of face-off attitude that they sort of they, they sort of cycle towards you they, they kind of pretend not to notice you but you know that they have noticed you and you know that they've not actually noticed you but they've noticed your bike and they're taking a look at your bike it's kind of looking it up and down as um, you know not in a friendly kind of way um, and and sort of it's, it's a bit like a couple of uh, sort of fighting dogs uh, facing each other in, and it's not it's not positive it's definitely not positive it's not spreading the love so I, I think all those all those hipsters you know you're too cool for school. You need to uh, you need to just smile and wave and wink. Well, this and is what I have because I ride a bike that's crusty and old, and I have a basket, and people generally find it quite hilarious watching me ride it. So pedestrians and other cyclists normally sort of smile and laugh with me at me. <laughs> so you've you've been um, out and about and asking people for their. Uh, cycling resolutions. Introduce um, the first one. Yeah, this is um, a resolution from the Street of London and it is also about peace with motorists. My cycling resolution for this year is to be 
slightly less naughty at the lights, even in the rain, and be as nice as I can be to motorists who may not fully understand how challenging it is to be a cyclist in the city in order to breed a slightly better relationship between cyclists and motorists. Well, that's, that's, that's good. That's good. That's positive. Now, turning to Buffalo Bill of Messenger fame and now uh, moving target fame, um, sent me a short, sharp list of his five New Year's cycling resolutions. Uh, number one, stop using the word fakinger. You heard it here on the bike show first, everybody. Number two, and I like this one a lot, listen to the bike show more. That's a great resolution, Bill. Uh, number three, give the benefit of the doubt to Boris Johnson. After all, it's not his fault. He's a Tory knob. <laughs> there we go. And number four, work out whether having a map holder on my bike means I'm officially middle-aged or just sensible. Well, Bill, we always knew you were a frazzled old hippie, so I'm not at all surprised uh, that a map holder is uh, featuring on, on the front of your bike. And number five, take all the plastic cups and other rubbish out of my wheels. Yeah, I think that's a good one. You're looking a bit, uh, looking a bit skanky last time I saw your, your white bike full of um, plastic cups in the wheels. <laughs> um, so moving on to um, the category of bikes and rides. Um, Jason Onion Bagblog also has made a resolution to learn more about bike mechanics and wonders how hard it can actually be to mend a broken spoke. In a similar vein, Ben from Bristol says that he's going to start looking after his trusty steed a lot more than he's done in the past. Not a big regime, just to wipe down the rims occasionally and keep a closer eye on the brakes as they wear out. Clean the chain, that kind of thing. Is bike maintenance uh, your forte, Amy? No, it's not. I think I could add that to my list. I'd love to be um, more practical with my bike. Uh, I often dream that maybe someone would turn up at my door and fix my bike for me. What kind of uh, Father Christmas of bicycle maintenance? Maybe a bit more handsome than Father Christmas, <laughs> but yes. Well, Anthony Robson, who's editor of the excellent and free City Cycling online magazine, plans to do a lot more cycling, in, uh, including the Bilach Nabar Challenge in September. I've probably crucified the pronunciation of that, which is 90 miles round the Apple Cross Peninsula and over the UK's highest road pass. And he's also planning to compete an Edinburgh to Aberdeen ride on fixed wheel. Um, he's going to try not to buy loads of old bikes to restore to their former glory. So um, obviously dealing with a bit of an addiction issue there. And um, he's also got plans to turn citycycling.co.uk into a full-on print magazine. So best of luck with that, Anthony. Um, and incidentally, the next excellent issue of City Cycling will be out later this week. So uh, check that one out. John T. Semper and his better half have agreed, a bit like Anthony, to spend less money on bikes and, as well as that, to get good enough to commute to work by unicycle. Wow. There is actually a guy who rides a unicycle um, across Hyde Park um, in the mornings. I've seen him um, now and again when I've been um, cycling along the little cycleway to the south of the Serpentine um, I wonder if he's the same guy that I've seen. I've seen a guy in Westminster. Yeah, maybe it could be, could be. Or maybe there's more. I wonder if he's a member of Parliament. Maybe. Now, that, now that'd be a story, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, Rosie Wolford writes from her new home in New Zealand. Uh, Although I live on a fearsomely steep up and down island, I resolved to oil up my bike 
and use it instead of my lovely lazy scooter this summer. Of course, it's summer down under. She says that the sea air smells sweet as I puff and pant here, a polar opposite to the low effort, high stink experience of London cycling the rest of the year. Well, Rosie, it's okay for you because you're in New Zealand, but the rest of us are dealing with the <laughs> low effort, high stink experience of London cycling. Nice way to put it. Uh, Matt Tempest, one time uh, correspondent of the bike show, now resident in Paris, says uh, my New Year's resolution is to use my Velib pass, brackets 29 euros for 12 months free cycling, to visit all 37 municipal swimming pools in Paris. And he's done about five so far. So that's, not, that's, that's pretty good going in uh, seven days to have done uh, five swimming pools. Go Matt. Um, and uh, Neil Pedo, deputy editor of Cycling Plus, has a long list of resolutions which he uh, sent in. Uh, number one, join my local cycling club. Every Saturday there's a big peloton of roadies riding through my village and I'm going to find out who they are and join them. Number two, and this is perhaps linked to number one, do a 10-mile time trial. Number three, do the Etap Caledonian. Number four, ride one day of the Tour of Wessex. And number five, ride the Etap du Tour. So there's a sounds like a whole lot of uh, pretty ambitious riding going on there down at the uh, Cycling Plus offices. But most importantly, Neil is going to be devoting himself to growing comedy facial hair so he can join the Tweed Cycling Club. Well, Neil, comedy facial hair is obviously going to increase your chances of admission, but it is not necessary. So you can join the Tweed Cycling Club without um, a handlebar moustache. I don't know what the Tweed Cycling Club is. Well, you obviously have a lot to learn, Amy, about um, elegance, a wheel. Um, And what's more, Neil says he's going to be doing all of those things uh, despite his firstborn being due at the end of February. Well, good luck, Neil, with that. Um, Sarah Green, who's had her first baby a couple of months ago, is planning to get the baby out on the bike um, in 2008. She's bought the expensive kit uh, a back beats um, bicycle. The baby's now nine weeks old, and Sarah says uh, she needs to get out and get her fitness back um, and make sure it's not just the dad who takes the wee bairn cycling. Uh, Julian Bray of the Rafa Condor veterans team has made a commitment to ride the uh, Paris Roubaix Cycle Sportif in June, and he says, having wimped out of its last running two years ago. I've now been convinced to ride it by friends who've talked of nothing other than the excruciating discomfort, pain and suffering of experiencing the hell of the north. Well, good luck, Julian. Rather you than me. Um, Less taxing but potentially as thrilling as the hell of the north is the daily ride from Waterloo to Shoreditch on a Brompton. And that's what Nick B has resolved to do this year. He says that his New Year's resolution isn't so much because of the new year, but because he's managed to get a Brompton through the cycle scheme with a government tax break for bicycles and will be using the folding miracle of the Brompton to get him from Waterloo Station to Shoreditch, where he works every day, rather than getting the tube and the bus. Uh, To aid in this, he's not brought a travel card and has just got himself a season ticket into Waterloo for the next three months. Once the weather picks up, he'll be back into the 16-mile each-way commute. And uh, as well as looking after his bike a bit more, Ben from Bristol says he's going to get back into the pleasures of riding simply for riding's sake. He says, given that my bike is my main way of getting around, it's second nature just to hop on and ride to work, shops, the pub, 
but I've kind of forgotten what it's like to ride somewhere just for the hell of it. So perhaps I should take it on a leisurely break this year. Amen to that, Ben. And Ben's final resolution is to get someone else up and riding. And I have to say that's probably the noblest intention of them all. It's easy to forget how hard it can be to get on a bike if you've been doing it for years. And Amy, you've um, been thinking about this issue of getting people onto their bikes, haven't you? Yes, and I went out and I spoke to, um, I tracked down two new cyclists. um, And this is what they had to say about being a new cyclist. At first it was a bit tiring, but then I, actually it's really nice. It's very, very nice. Because you, you feel so much freer than, than when you take the bus. You rely on the bus, you have to wait for it, etc. And here you can just go on your bike and do whatever you like. It's cheaper than getting an oyster and then take the bus all the time. And it, you just feel more independent. It's pointless to have a car here because, you know, it's with the traffic and stuff. It doesn't make sense. So I was very I was very scared. I, I did think that I might you know, not handle it because of all the cars and and stuff. But actually, it's fine. You just get used to it, and then you get more confident. How long have you been cycling for? Um, For a few months, really, since last summer. And why did you get on a bike? Um, Because I was very fed up of uh, going on London transport, um, and I just like the freedom of a bike and the independence. I hate being kind of in a tube carriage with lots of other people. It makes me feel a bit claustrophobic. And how's it feel being on the bike now? Um, great, I really love it. Um, it was a bit nerve-wracking the day I picked it up. Um, I got my bike from a shop near Liverpool Street and I had to cycle home from there to Crouch End. And that was a bit nerve-wracking because I wasn't used to the traffic. But uh, I did a few commutes to work and soon got used to it. Any top tips for new cyclists? Um, I would just encourage them just to get on their bike, give it a go. If they're a bit nervous about it, go out with somebody they know who knows the roads um, and knows some back routes. But I'd really encourage them to do it. It's much better than London transport. Well, that's a couple of uh, new cyclists. What, what do you think is the, the key, the thing that has to flick in someone's mind before they decide to get on a bike? I think people do have to get on a bike before they maybe buy one go out with a friend and also to have a friend who will agree to take them out on a route. Um, I spoke to some other people and they said that they would love someone to come and take them out on a bike and show them how to get from one place to another. And then from there, they get build confidence and then they start to explore the place and enjoy it, the freedom of it, as they say. Well, we're going to be returning to the issue of getting on your bike for the first time next week on The Bike Show and hopefully having a few more bicycling New Year's resolution. So if you've got a New Year's resolution that you'd like to share with everyone who listens to The Bike Show, then email it in uh, to The Bike Show. And the email address is bikeshow at gmail.com. And you can find the email address uh, also on the webpage, which is www.thebikeshow.net. That's www.thebikeshow.net. And um, that's about it. We're up to the uh, hour of seven o'clock. And... uh, all that remains for me to do is to thank you, Amy. Thank you, Jack, for having on, me. On, on the bike show and see you next week. And uh, here's a bit of Bowie. Was not so sweet. Then I 
turned myself to face me But I never caught a glimpse Of how the others must see the faker Much too fast to take that test Change their worlds But they're immune To your consultations They're quite aware Of what they're going through 